Hey, what's up, everyone? It's the Rodney and Steve podcast. We talk where we talk about inspired living and everything else in between. I just wanted to say real quick this episode here, our very first episode today. This is sponsored by Metaphysics Pilates Bootcamp. This is a, a class where you come in and you're going to experience Pilates and HIIT training and uh, amazing awesome body weight exercises, some kicking and some punching, different exercises. You can get a whole body workout working on getting that heart rate up as well as the nice lengthening and toning capabilities of Pilates. So again, this is put on by Metaphysics Pilates Bootcamp. You can reach us at uh, www.meta-fitx.com. If you call us or email me, steve at meta-fitx.com, and you call us or email us through this podcast here, telling us you heard us on this podcast, you're going to get 10% off your first month of classes. So definitely give us a call or email and from this podcast saying you listen to this podcast and you wanted to come in and take advantage of your 10 percent off. All right. Thanks a lot. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, this is Rodney Hohenstein. Welcome to our first podcast. Super excited to be here. Um, I'm sitting alongside Steve. And hey, I gave everybody, I'm Steven Wheeler uh, here as well. And like uh, Rodney said, it's our very first podcast together. And we wanted to start a podcast here, especially locally to start with in Rochester, just talking about, um, things that will help influence others to live a healthy, healthy and happier life. And um, we're going to be talking with uh, some some business owners in the fitness industry here in Rochester and, and other people that are just in the self-help and, and uh, fitness industry as well to kind of just, you know, pick their brain about how they got where they're at and, um, and all that kind of stuff. But today's focus really is going to be about Rodney and I. We're just going to talk a little bit about our backgrounds while we're really doing this and just have a have a conversation so you guys sit back and enjoy and uh about to have a hell of a lot of fun and <laughs> maybe laugh a little and all that kind of stuff too so um anyways so rodney why don't you start out tell us a little about yourself oh yeah i'm a strength and conditioning coach uh I, i'm a yoga teacher um i've been a fan in in the fitness world for about 10 years um and it's just something that i think i've been really developing and I find that everything comes into movement in my life um I think I found myself in there I originally got addicted through kettlebells so nice like um, kettlebells and, and, and I remember you know I used to go to the gym and you know run a treadmill do buys and back and it was cool and I saw results but it was it was alright and then I took a kettlebell class and I was like why is this so fucking hard and I had a little 25-pound kettlebell, and it, it just wanted to get good at it. And through that process, I got good. Then I thought I could influence others. And fast forward throughout the years, like, this is where I find my passion. Nice. How about you? Yeah, it's, you know, same. I, I um, you know, I, I moved to New York City in the 2001, actually, because I'm, I'm also a musician. And back then I was doing it pretty much full-time or trying to anyways, not making any money, but uh, <laughs> still playing a lot anyways. And um, I've always been into into fitness and martial arts and stuff like that. And, and I kind of stumbled across the fitness career initially through Pilates um, and got certified in that and then did did uh, personal training as, as well and went to college for that, uh, for exercise science. So 
uh, it just was something that's really helped me just manage many anxieties and depression and things like that that I've had throughout my my lifetime as well. And also through this, been able to just really kind of help other people out. And that's that's really what been been my uh, main focus and one of our, our biggest focuses for this podcast too is just to just to inspire people and you know. Want want people to know that we're we're all the same. We all come from the same. We all bleed red, and um, we all have the same feelings and the same things. It doesn't matter where we are in our lives. We all we all have that stuff. Mm-hmm. We all have those things. Same anxieties, same fears, same depression, same fucked up families. You know all that <laughs> kind of stuff. You know it's it's uh, so fitness has really 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 been a huge part in just allowing me to be me. You know. So here's a question for you. Yeah. So. What do you think the biggest thing is that deters people from stepping foot into any type of fitness facility or actually making that first step? There's one, one word, fear. It's fear. It's fear. It's fear on everybody. You know, it's, I, I can't, I, it, all the excuses in the book, I don't have time, you know, I don't have the money, um, I'm too fat, I can't do it, I gotta get in shape before I take a class, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. But it's it's <laughs> yeah I've heard I've heard, heard it I've heard it a lot. It's like uh, I'm I'm too overweight or I'm too out of shape to take a class. I mean the whole point of taking the class is so you can get in shape and lose some of the weight. But you know it's so fear is the number one thing. And you know and I I have I, I tell people all the time it's just that's the very first step is just saying okay I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to go take this class or I am going to do this five minute meditation or I am going to do this online thing at home, whatever it may be, is just making that first step. And it just happens in the mind, right? Right, Roddy? It's like, you know, what? it's People got to move. And yeah. I find that like, it's less, uh, people want to fight, or oh, should I do CrossFit? Should I do yoga? Should I do Pilates? Should I do boot camp? And bottom line is humans need to move. Right. And, and how you choose to do that and whatever works the best is, is totally up to the individual. And I think the next step is, is, is like once we get there, right, we get over that fear, we get to the gym, we get moving, we start to feel the results, we feel better, we start to look better, we start to like, the chain reaction that happens after that is amazing and you find more confidence like, you know, with your wife and then your relationships at work and then you start to say, hey, how am I eating? How am I actually fueling myself for my days? What about my sleep? And it, it's like, everything's intertwined together and it just takes that first initial step. So it's either the diet starts first or the fitness starts first or the mindfulness and the meditation starts first, but it all kind of leaves into each other. Um, yeah, I like that. I mean, I think that's so important too is, is hitting the, it doesn't matter what, what you're doing. You know, it, 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 all it matters is that you're moving and you're making steps towards a healthier you. you know, yeah, do that's you, huge. what do you think that keeps that person consistent like that that one thing that keeps the person coming so they make they go through the fear they start seeing results but then that person that you know consistently comes what is it that they have that maybe the other people don't have that you see the yo-yo diets or the yo-yo exercisers you know they, they they come in and they do a lot and then they fall off and they do that two three times a year right right you know um what keeps I mean I think I think number one is community honestly it's just you know coming in and feeling welcomed feeling like you're a part of something bigger than yourself 
and just seeing other people struggling and sweating their asses off just like you're doing. Um, And I think the other thing is keeping it fresh and new. You know, it's like um, in in the classes that I teach uh, with Metaphytics, every class is different every single time you come in. It's never the same thing, so that keeps people moving and interesting and keep people more interested as well. And plus the body gets, you know, will get used to things anyway. So you don't want to keep, you don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, I mean, so I think it, that's a huge part of it. Community, I would say is number one. What do you think, Ronnie? I think that's. Well, it's funny you say that because it's funny, you know, like I remember first going to a gym and had my certain routine, right? Right. Like I would do, yeah, absolutely. I would do 60 minutes of weights, uh-huh. you know, it'd either be bison back or chest and tries or whatever it is, I don't even know, you know, then it would be a leg day, and then I would have my certain amount of cardio, and I got great results at first. It was like, cool, I'm losing weight, and I'm showing some muscles, and, and like, I'm getting stronger, Um, but there's always that plateau, right? right? And that random workout, the, 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 the ability to put tasks and skills and drills in a hat and like it doesn't matter what it is okay I gotta chop wood I can chop wood or I gotta run up some stairs I can run up stairs or I gotta pick up something heavy pick up something heavy but you know um I think fitness for me is your ability to do skills and drills and the more you can do the more fit you'll be right you know um it's it's one of those things where like Everybody's so concerned with the mirror and what they look in the mirror. And with my training, I, I tell them flat off, I really don't care what you look like in the mirror. I want to see how well you, you perform. I want to know how well you feel. Right. And, and I think one thing that gets lapped, it doesn't get talked about much in the fitness industry, is how much our brain and our thought process affects our training. I love the quote. It's like, where do you go when shit gets hard? Right? Like when you're exhausted in a workout and you're sweating, you want to stop, you're tired, you're sore, where does your head go? And if you can control where your head goes in those situations, it's practice for any time struggle comes into your life. Because struggle is inevitable. We're going to find ourselves there, right? Um, So why can't we practice that within a fitness regimen? Our our mind fitness, our our mental conditioning. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, it's like, and that's, you know, the, the harder, I, I feel like the harder you work in your workout, the harder you can focus and just do whatever it is you're doing. It might not be a, a workout where you're, you know, your heart rate's where you're busting your ass and it's like hit training. It could be like a yoga class with Rodney or something like that. But whatever it is, the more you focus on whatever it is that you're doing at that time, it just makes everything else easier in life. Like I tell people all the time too, it's when you're doing the weights and when you're doing your, let's say you're doing your burpees or something like that, you want to kill those burpees because the harder it is in the gym, the easier it makes everything else in life. And I, and I found that to be so true in my own life as well. And just, you know, talking with clients and people like that too. So got to work hard, got to focus, and it makes a huge difference in the rest of the rest of your life for sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. I think, you know, this, this leads to, because everything's intertwined, right? Mm-hmm. And I find that like, this brings up that conversation, that voice in your head, right? This voice in our head that dictates our lives, that, that talks to us 24 hours a day. And like how we listen to that voice and recognizing what that voice is saying, I think is so important because sometimes that voice gives us some shitty ass kind of uh, information. 
You know, yeah. our fears come out of that voice. Right. Our insecurities come out of that voice. So I think being able to say like, okay, I'm okay and I'm not listening to you. And I, I know I'm tired. I know I'm breathing heavy. I know I'm sweaty, but everything's fine. Right. I got water over there. There's plenty right. of air to breathe. And you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to push through and then right. get through. Exactly. It's always better. I always tell every single person that comes in to retire. I mean, I'm t- today I worked out. It's been a long freaking ass week, and Fridays can be the tough one. And today I worked, I felt like I was weak today in my work. I'm like, I just need to get through. I just need to get through, and I'm so glad I did. It's always, always better on the other side. Remember, remember something, you never regret working out. You only regret not working out. I think that's something to always keep. And that's what I have to tell myself. That's like the, the thing in my head all the time. Okay, Steve, you know, if you don't do this, later on you're going to regret it. You're going to feel like shit. But if you do it now, you're going to feel a hell of a lot better and have a better day. I think also yeah. like uh, like having compassion for yourself on those days that you just don't have it all, right? Like, right, yeah. you know, so many people that work out at a high level, um, I deal with mixed martial arts fighters and these guys are training their balls off. They're, you know, they're not just doing my classes, but they're, they're going to three other classes, six, seven days a week. And some days you're not going to have it. And right. I think the opposite is like, okay, like I don't have it all today, but can I get through it? And can I not let my brain fuck with me? Because I'm not peaking at a performance that I'm used to. Right. Um, sometimes like, you know, we have these expectations for ourselves and when we don't meet them, then it just, it, it's almost like unwinds everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to like, we got to avoid that. Right. Like, yeah, I, um, I think absolutely. You know, just, Doing it every time, just doing the best that you can is the most important factor. Not trying to, not trying to, uh, yeah. You, being hard on yourself is not. You're hard on yourself. You're going to be hard on everybody else, and that's you know, and that's that leads to lots of judgment and pain for for everybody, you know. And going in there and just doing the best you can each time is the most important thing. I mean, I couldn't. I, 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 today actually, ironically enough, was a perfect example for me. I, I went in there and do, was doing bench presses and couldn't do what I normally could do today. I just, my, I was like, burn, my muscles were just on fire today. I just couldn't do it. Today, I was at, I was benching a lot. I think it was at 225 today. Wow. So, yeah. That's, that's a lot of weight. It's, 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 it's yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get through it like I normally can today. So, but that's okay. I was okay with it. I was like, you know what? This is totally fine. I worked to my potential today, and I think that's the important thing: is work to your potential where you at at that specific time on that specific day. It's so important to to remember, you know. And I also think um, one thing that gets overlooked too is what are your goals, right? Like, what is each individual specific goals? I work in an environment where I have I have a lady, Sharon. She's awesome. She's in her sixties, and then I also have sixteen year olds, and they're all together. The sixteen year old. You know, he's he's training for football mm-hmm. and he's getting ready for the football season. Sharon just wants to be healthy. Right. So how we push ourselves and why we push ourselves, I think, are also another another area that gets overlooked. You know, um, I see it in the CrossFit world so much where, you know, you get the, the guy that sits at the desk. He's at a cubicle all day sitting, sitting, and he goes in and he does this intense workout. And he's going against a young 20 year old guy, you know, and this guy's in his thirties, it's a inevitable recipe to break. And, uh, it's a, I, yeah, I, I, I guess I just find, uh, those whys, why we're doing it. Like in, 
you, it's individually based, right? Yeah. Like each individual has a reason why they work out. And for me, when I'm coaching people, if they don't have a specific task, they're not training for a fight or they don't have a tournament or football or, or I get lots of guys that are going into the military training with me. Um, that's different, right? There's a specific task. So that becomes first. Right. Anybody that doesn't really have a goal and they just do it because they think they need it. My goal for them is just like, can they be better in their lives, right? right? Like, can they move better? Can they, you know, pick things up better? Um, and I want them to be able to not get hurt, right. you know? So it's, it's a fine line, right? Because you get caught up in this competition idea. Like, I'm going to try to keep up with so-and-so. And next thing you know, so-and-so's hurt. And, you know, then, then you don't train for six months. And then... And it's, it's a yeah. spiral down just like it spiraled up it's so. it's yeah it's crazy it's it's uh definitely i think there's some definitely healthy good healthy competition but especially when it comes to that crossfit shit man most people should not be doing olympic lifts you know and it's it's that's a whole controversy in itself like i i, I thank crossfit because you've given me a lot of clients over the years <laughs> of rehabbing through pilates and everything like that so so that's been super beneficial um but definitely you know it's I think I, I think a lot of times it did in the fitness world too. That's one of the things that I come across a lot with people think that um, CrossFit obviously is one of the biggest names out there right now. And I think a lot of people uh, I have a lot of people that will come to me and not been not have come to my class before. I said I can't do it. I'm just not in shape enough. You know, it's going to be too hard. You know, and 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 um, realizing that. That's not the case at all with how things are set up and how we how we do how we how we're uh, how we're doing things and stuff like that too. So it's just something for people to understand and realize that even in, if you get a, if you go to a really good CrossFit place, um, it's, it can be a little bit different because they have they have really good intro intro uh, two weeks. I think it's like what is it two weeks, Ronnie? Do you know? Yeah, it's like two I mean, weeks I think where they, it's so dictated inter- individually by the gym. So yeah, where they people will become things. a CrossFit affiliate. And it's once they pay their dues and do it, it's really up to the specific owners. And there's there's lots of fantastic CrossFit coaches. Yeah, I think the absolutely. biggest thing, and I was thinking about this today. Uh, the biggest thing I, it, CrossFit is the sport of fitness. Yeah. So there's some people that do it for general health and wellness, and it does a good job with that. But inevitably, it's the sport of fitness. It's a competition. So it's like saying like. You know, some people just don't like soccer. Right. You know, some people don't like football. It's because if if we categorize it as a sport, sport becomes first. Fitness is kind of second. Right. So, are we using the CrossFit methods in a mindful way? I'm all about that. Um, I think Olympic lifts lifts are great. It's a good Um, way to look at it. I like that. But Olympic lifts, Olympic lifts are. uh, 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 I mean, people spend their whole entire lives mastering these lifts. Oh, that's insane. You know, it's it's in. It, that is a sport, elliptic weightlifting. Yeah. It's not health and wellness. No. So it's a different thing. So I find majority of the people I come across are generalists. They, they, elliptic lifts are cool and they look great on YouTube and you know, you can snap them on Instagram, but are we doing them correctly? And do, do individuals have the ability to move without the weight before they actually pick up the weight. That's what I look at. Like, can, should someone squat as heavy as they can if they don't even know how to squat without something? Right, I mean, if their knees and ankles are weak and it's, it's, there's, so there's so many, Lack there's so of many variables, variables involved with it, absolutely, you know? And that's, 
That's one of the reasons why I love, I always unplug my Pilates. That's one of the reasons why I think Pilates is great because it really allows, brings awareness to your movement. It brings awareness to your body and to your, and tones you up and, and, and gets your core strong too. But it's, it, the big thing that I like about it is it really brings awareness to your movement. You have to really, really fine tune, you know, and that's, that's such a, such a, an important thing, you know, for, to not get injured and stuff too. So. Yeah. And I think it's similar with yoga too. It teaches you how to learn how to, to tap in and feel, yeah. right? A lot yeah. of these yeah. intense things where we're like so intense, we're, we're, we're bypassing the feelings. Mm -hmm. um, do you ever stub your toe and you see how you shake? Mm -hmm. You shake your hand or you shake yep. your toe and you, know, and you move real quick when that happens? Well, that's because the movement pathway and the pain pathway is the same. Right. So when we're doing these intense workouts, we're just moving fast. Yeah. It's almost like even fast power vinyasa classes, they're not taking that time to really feel it. Right. Um, and I think there's a time and place for both. It's a yin and yang. Like sometimes we should be just fucking pushing. Oh, absolutely. Like it's good to get your head in that space, but it's also good to slow it down. Yeah. And like feel. This day and age, I think people need to slow it down a little bit more than speed it up. <laughs> it seems like in general yeah. anyways. Yeah. I heard a, <laughs> I heard a, I was doing a, I think his name was Brian Cast. He's a, he's a yoga instructor and he's like, we, we have our busy days and our busy jobs and our busy lives. Then we go do busy yoga. Yeah. You know, and that's not the point of yoga. Um, I find that like, you know, spending some time in, in some of these positions and poses um, and, and, and then turning into where our head goes when we're there, right? Like that's when that real mental awareness comes because you're sitting still. Mm -hmm. People move fast because it, you don't have to think as much, yeah. but all of a sudden when you stop and stew within that, and then you learn how to control it, it becomes a muscle. It's a practice. It's something that, uh, I don't know. I, I've been, a, I've been fascinated with since yeah. I started it and, and like, how can I control this fucking monkey mind I have oh. within these, these horrible situations. And the best part is like, I start to practice it there on my mat. Yeah. Then I go in my life and when my boss is a dick or, you know, I deal with a shitty client, uh, you know, I learn to say, okay, they may be scared. They may be vulnerable. This may feel weird or they may just have had a bad day. We don't know how other people's days may be going. And we, we sometimes, someone's a dick to you and you're like, immediate reaction is like, well, fuck you. And it, it's like, well, no, maybe you don't know that that person could have lost his job or that person yeah, you could be know. dealing with some relationship crisis. And, you know, I think coming from that step back, my yoga teacher always said, like, you have a, a you have that, that monkey mind that talks inside, but then you have to have a referee one step past it yeah. to kind of dictate like, okay, is this something I should bring to the surface or is this something that's just, you know, not going to serve the world. So. I, and I like that too. I think it's so, you know, we're so hard on ourselves all the time, especially people that are more um, in tune to their, their selves and their environment and their feelings. You know, uh, we're so hard on ourselves. Like a lot of times I think people are just like, I can't, I, you know, I can't believe that I f feel that way or I said that to that person and get really down on, on themselves or, you know, I, I, for me, like I'm really reserved nowadays. I'm most of the time anyways. So if somebody pisses me off, I'm pretty good at like, uh, 
not reacting instead of being proactive about it or taking a step back. But my monkey mind is we'll, we'll in there will just come up with a bunch of nasty swear words or something like that to really <laughs> kind of do that with it. And, and honestly, it's crazy, but I get, will get hard on myself just for that alone. And my whole point is, is that any thought or any feeling that we have is I think it's so important just to sit there and observe it and just be with it and just be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. This is what it's like. Let me just you know, let me just sit with this for a minute instead of reacting with it. You know, and it's yeah. amazing because most people sh- shit ninety nine point nine percent of the time is their shit ain't your shit. So if they're <laughs> so if they're yelling at you, it has something to do with them and it got shit to do with you. Unless you you know told their mom you know, told off their their mom or something like that. I, I don't know, but the, yeah. most of the time it had nothing to do with you. You know, so I think that's a a very important thing to remember in those situations too. It's just, and also I think one of the biggest things I've learned is we get. Whatever we give off to the universe is what we attract to us. So if you find yourself around a bunch of assholes all the time, you might need to look in the mirror and say, <clears throat> "Okay, yeah. what am I, what am I doing to project this, project this, and how can I, how can I change this? Because I don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of assholes anymore." That reminds me of what's that movie, the the Spaceballs. Spaceballs. You remember, you remember Spaceballs? I remember Spaceballs. Remember totally. the remember uh, Rick Moranis? Remember. Uh, yeah. uh, What's the, what? Were, they were sitting in the spaceship, and he was like, said to ask one of the guys, "What? What's your name?" He said, "Asshole." Do you remember that scene? I don't remember that scene. Ah, oh, it's awesome. And then, he, and then he asked somebody else, "Asshole." And then I don't remember exactly how. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. But then everybody in the room says they're an asshole, and he says, "Look, at I'm surrounded by a bunch of assholes." It's you know, true, it's though. Hysterical. Um, yeah. you, you, we are creatures of adaptation, right? Yeah. Like, so we adapt to the environments that we, we are not only the environments and people we hang out with, but the books, the content we look at, the people we talk to, like they all play a role of who we are today. Yeah. And they absolutely. have been. And, um, you know, and I think our parents, you know, that's where like, it's like nur- nurture versus nature thing. Right. Like yeah. I think, you know, we haven't, I think our like eyes, you know, obviously your parents, were involved with your eyes, your hair color, your, your skin color, stuff like that. But um, the environment they created around their house, if your parents were loving parents, you're generally probably a loving person. If your parents yeah. are dicks, you know, you might be a dick. But then that self-awareness comes like, okay, how do I want to be? Right. Um, at some point in time, you got to, you can't, you can't you, at some point in time, you just got to not blame your parents for shit anymore and realize, okay, your you're, you're life, you own your life, period. You make the choices. It's funny you were saying uh, uh, about thoughts and you get mad at yourself. Like I used to, <laughs> it's I used to get mad. Like I would see a pretty girl and like I would have thoughts like, "Oh, that girl's hot, man!" And then my brain would go somewhere, and then I would start to feel guilt for it. And I was yeah. like, "Why do I feel that way?" And then I just recognized like this is just natural instincts within my head, mm-hmm. and like I'm not doing anything wrong. I maybe I thought about it, but like. It's just a thought that passed by. Yeah. And the thing is, we, we, they pass by and we think they're us. Yeah. And, uh, we are not our thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Remember that. Yeah. We are not our thoughts. We are, we are consciousness. We are, we are way beyond that, you know? So I think that's, that's something to always remember, you know, we're, we're so conditioned in our lives, you know, through media and through, I mean, I was, but are we our thoughts at the same time? Like if we, they tell you, you should vision your goals, you should vision your dreams. Yeah. So like when you create what you want within your head, you can make it 
everything we look at, right? Like everything was created by a mind. Right. Right. So it's this contradicting world. Like how much should I work out? How much shouldn't I work out? Right. Like in, right. it, it comes to balance, right? Like, yeah. you know, in understanding the things that don't serve you. Right. And like this conditioned way of thinking doesn't serve right. you, you know, but maybe hanging out with a bunch of people that are really positive, you know, they're go-getters, they're doing things that's going to help. Yeah, but I absolutely. think, I think, I think it comes to self-awareness, right? right? Like, okay, this is where I want to go. This is who I am. All right. Those people are doing what I want to be doing. I'm going to spend my time with those people Absolutely. over there because these guys on the corner are going to the bars and just like wasting their Friday nights, you know, um, you know, drinking or doing shit like no, unproductive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it, I'm not saying like I like going to the bar. It's cool. But like, you know, understanding the results of what that is. So if that's the high out of your week, then there's an issue. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, going to the bar. It's like, I have two kids, so um, the highlights come easy for me nowadays. But um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I agree absolutely. And, and, I, and I, there's a, I read a lot of, I've read a lot of self-help books over the years and, and just books by super successful people, Tony Robbins being one of them. So one of the things that they're always saying is, is that you are going to be just like the people that you surround yourself with. So you're, around, you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of people that are, you know, so going true. to work and, and miserable and then going to the bars on the weekends and just doing the same shit over and over and over again. And that's what you're going to do. And you're going to be just as miserable, you know. So it's finding that network of people to just really inspire you as well and to, 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 um, to really grow and, and have an amazing life. And I, and I yeah. found that so true, too, you know, in my life. It's just I've had to weed a lot of people out. Even family, you and know? it's hard. It's 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 that idea. That's one of the first steps I, I tell people when I work with people in any kind of self help or any like you know like vision and goals or something like that. Like you need to cut out the shit that doesn't serve you. Like at least if you make me laugh, if you're funny, okay, yeah. like cool, you're funny, or like you're loving to me, or you're this. But if you're that person, like where you feel drained, you feel like shit every time. Like I've dealt with you, or it could be a job, or it could mm -hmm. be a habit. It could yeah. be like. What are these things in our lives that don't serve us? And like, all right, I've, you know, it's that Einstein quote. I'm, uh, I do the same thing over and over and over again, but I'm expecting results. a different result. Yeah. You know, and, you know, enough times where you wake up hungover on Saturday and you're like, okay, like, now my Saturday's wasted. I'm going to eat like shit. I'm going to probably sit on the couch, play PlayStation, not really do too much. Right. But it's when you go to bed early on that Saturday night and you get up and you journal and you do those things you need to do, like, and you start to, like, you know, game plan your day and your week and your things, like, that's when you'll see your life start to, like, I've done it in my life. I, I was that guy at the bar and, like, I yep, saw yep. what the results were and, and it, it, you eventually get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Absolutely. Um, I find that, like, you know, that's the first step. So it's getting physical. We're moving our body. Then... We're cutting out the shit that doesn't serve us. Exactly. You know, it's crazy. You know, it's, it's, and we're so conditioned in this world too, that it's like, um, we're, we're, all, we're always so conditioned to, especially, I mean, the mo I think the majority of people are good people. You know, we want to help other people, we want to help our family, we want to help our friends. And I think we are so conditioned in this world to, to be like, oh, that person's, you know, that person's uh, over there is, is suffering. I'm going to help them. I'm going to give them money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But yet, they're not doing anything to help themselves out. And all you're doing is getting stressed out and miserable. And it's, it's re recognizing that and being able to be like, you know what? If you're not going to help yourself, then 
fuck you, get the hell out. I mean, you say it in a loving way, maybe not necessarily that way, but it's. But the thing is, is that when you do that, when you start to help yourself first, you can help everybody else a hell of a lot I, I better. I would say just maybe a little bit not nicer answer that. the text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer the call. Maybe just skip yeah. over it. Right, um, right. But there's a cool saying that I, I, I like to. I like. I like when I, when I deal with people that kind of, and I'm trying to get them out of there, right? Like an understanding, like. You know, most people know what they know, they, and they even know what they don't know, but they don't know what they don't know, right? Like, so they just, there's a lack of awareness. They don't know what they don't know. Like, so I show up like an asshole all the time to the gym, and I just, I'm calm in a grumpy mood. Ah, oh, how you doing, Rodney? Oh, I'm shitty. Bad day at work. Oh, my wife sucks. You know, oh, I ate a bunch of food today. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna punish myself today. Like, you know, that's how they've showed up their whole life, probably, and they don't know that's how people perceive them and right. until someone actually says, "Hey, Rodney, like, what's wrong? Right. Like, this is what I'm seeing." But a lot of times, when we have these people in our lives that show up certain ways, us as the people that are aware of how they show up are scared to have that conversation with them. Yeah. We just avoid it, right? We skirt around it. Yeah, cool. Rodney's in his mood, you know. Instead of like, "Hey, what's wrong? What do you need? How can I support you?" I think yeah. that's a I think that's a great great way to look at it too. Absolutely, you know, and just the people that you're for the especially for the people that you're 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 seeing regularly and you're yeah you know, to really just let them know. I mean, I tell I tell the the people that work for me and work around me all the time to tell me when I'm you know being an ass or look stupid on camera or something like that because I'm not going to necessarily know you know and people don't people aren't. Uh, honest about that to you most of the time, you know? So I think that's a great way to look at it. Too. You know, it's another good one. Uh, it was, a. Uh, do you ever notice when, and I think this is just a natural human instinct, but when someone gives you a compliment, um, your first intuition is to like downplay it, right? Like Steve, you look good today. You're like, Oh, I just threw myself together, yeah. you know? Um, but that idea, like, why do we do that? Instead of like, thank you. Like, right. thank you. you. You went out of the way to give me a compliment, to give me some kind of goodness to feed my soul. Like, I should thank you. Yeah. I shouldn't I shouldn't be like, oh, I just threw myself together and downplay it. That's like a self thing, right? Like, right. Um, do you, what, do you, what, I, I wonder what effect, what effect do you think that has on the other person? So if I already, so if you were to give me a compliment and, I were, and you were to say, hey, Steve, you're looking good today. Um, which I know you think I am, anyways. But that's besides You're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I said, eh, you know, I just kind of threw myself together today. Does that does that like kind of poo poo you a little bit and make it make it like like it was like insignificant for you to say that? I wonder. Like, I, I think I think the, in a way it it, it it I think it disallows you to feel it. I think sometimes uh, people say it and you think they're not authentic, right? right? It's not authentic. They're just doing it to make you feel good, right? Which they are, right? But, you know, thinking that and accepting that, you know, um, it's huge. It's huge. It's, it's, uh, it's just a funny little thing that like, I, once you start just going through your life and those of you listening, just go through your life and like, when you hear somebody, you know, get a compliment, how do they respond? And just see, and I, I, I promise you that probably most of you will see people downplay that. They will say something like, Oh, I just threw myself together or like, oh, this is my old shirt. I, right. I don't know. Oh, I'm feeling fat today. I think I did. We, we were getting a microphone and we were talking about this podcast and he's like, oh, you guys look fit. And I'm like, well, and I rub my belly because right. um, I haven't been psyched about my diet lately. 
And you know, that was my way of doing it. And I'm just realizing that now at this very yeah, moment very, that yeah. I actually did that, right? Yeah. Instead of saying thank you. Yeah. You know? And I, it's there's 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 definitely I think talking about this is interesting because I, I'm I'm I think if we were to take that back and just take that acceptance of that compliment, I think that actually exudes more confidence in who we are as well because we're like and, and and we just take it in not any ego sense but in a sense of wow i really needed that today and that felt amazing i'm on you know you know thank you for saying that you know so and and just just kind of sit with it and i think that that's that's a huge huge um way to kind of just allow yourself to feel good for a moment it's you just know? a small little just thing a small little it's thing a and small little like, thing you can do in your yeah. day to like you know, over the course of time, like I, I, I think I'm sure you see this in, in the fitness industry, and 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 I've seen it. You know, throughout the years we've been both doing this. Um, people want to make these big, drastic changes in their lives. They like cut a line in the sand. They're like, I'm not going to eat gluten. I'm going to stop cheese. I'm going to work out six days a week, and I'm going to do all these things. And I find that's almost a recipe for disaster, because you go from this slow sedentary life to all of a sudden this drastic change and some people maybe need to do that like I recognize that as well but I like the idea of small little changes consistently if I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna do this right now I'm gonna just I'm gonna show up at the gym three days a week and I'm gonna stay consistent for a couple months with that and then you know what I'm gonna start working on my diet and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna just eliminate one thing I'm gonna stop drinking soda yeah. right you know and we, we get consistent at the habit. There's something I like. Uh, it's a hashtag I use on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I got to get on Instagram. But it's uh, a relentless consistency. If we spend our lives being relentless about being consistent in our habits. In, he in healthy habits. Sorry, guys. Had the, the ex-wife come by to pick up the kids. Um, so just like in life. I think Party we, time. <laughs> I think... Uh, you know, we all have uh, our, our our things knocking at the door, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. that's the dog. That's Including Marlo. Dog, yeah. But Including Marlo could make us famous. Yeah. What's up? So yeah, we we're talking about a a, a good uh, a good topic, a nice a conversation, which would be nutrition, Ronnie. You were talking about how I, I like what you were saying because you were talking about just different steps and stuff and. You know, we're all, I mean, what's huge now is the keto diet and we've got, we also, obviously we have the paleo diet and all this stuff, high fat diets. Um, and uh, it's it's crazy because I, I agree with you. It's, it's hard for, when you go from zero to 60, it's really, most people don't stick to it, you know, and, and it's taking those, taking those steps to, those gradual steps of consistency to really yes improve your life is the most that's how i've done it and i can tell you right now i'm i'm sugar-free 90 percent. I, I do like a little gluten-free beer and uh, red wine so i there's sugar in that obviously right so and uh, i don't do, eat any wheat or gluten at all and i eat probably i don't eat any grains maybe like maybe five percent of my diet once in a while i have like a, some rice or a corn chip or something like that and i eat a super high fat diet healthy fats and that's really what's worked really really well for me and, and I, it sustains my energy and stuff like that too um 
but I did it gradually. I did not just go all of a sudden go from eating like shit to eating the way that I eat now, you know? And so everybody's different in, in, in what they can tolerate and how their body works and all that kind of stuff as well. But it's, it's super important to definitely take a look at it. And what I like to do and what I teach people initially or work people is to add healthy things into the diet. Forget taking things out because we're all super emotional beings and, uh, Food for most of us is a very emotional thing. So if you tell somebody they can't have something that they have on a regular basis, well, you know, that's not 90% of the time not going to work unless you really truly are ready to, to, to do, to get rid of that. But if you're, if you eat healthy things that make you feel healthier, you will automatically want to eat healthier throughout your life. And that's a, that's, I can guarantee that. And that's what I've seen in my own life, seen in many of my clients' lives and friends' lives and all that kind of stuff as well. So definitely... That's another thing, too. We were talking earlier about being hard on yourself, right? Yeah. I mean... Well, yeah, I think it's commitment, right? Like, yeah. So I think like our we have to recommit ourselves all the time to all kinds of things, like whether it's our relationship with like our intimate relationships, our relationships with journaling or reading or working out, and that includes diet. And um, I like what you're saying. I, I just recently rewatched. watched uh, Fat, sick, and nearly dead. Oh, I don't know. Have you seen it? Yeah, I get so, I, I get so. I, I just want to like go and strangle all the fucking doctors out there. No offense, doctors. I know there's some good ones out there, but uh, I shouldn't even say doctor. Just the fucking you, you, system. You pissed? You don't like it? This, no, I like the movie. I just uh, I can't stand the fact that we're over medicated and nobody is no, no nobody's talking about the fact that if you eat healthy, you, you the, the the preventable diseases, you know, like heart attacks and. Diabetes and things wouldn't even fucking be a wouldn't even matter that much for it's most the people. Fake, it's you know? the fake stuff. But yeah. one thing I took from that 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 movie that kind of stuck with me throughout this week, and I've been trying to implement this week, and adding some juicing in this week since I watched that was, if we just look at what we're not getting, yeah, we're we're so worried about cutting things out, like go eat your McDonald's, whatever, but like understand that it has absolutely no nutritional value, it really doesn't do anything good for you. So what are you doing to counterbalance that? It puts you in like, a negative, yeah. You know, like, I I just, like, realized, like, you know, just fruits and vegetables and, in, in, in like, the amount we need to eat. And that's why I love juicing. I think juicing is this, this way of, like, you know, getting this excess amount of nutrients. And we're so deficient in everything in modern society. Then we take drugs on top of it. Then we have bad sleep. Then we're looking at, you know, screens before we go to bed and our yeah. natural melatonin process is all fucked up. Yeah. You know, so like, what are we doing to counterbalance this stuff? We wonder why we're fat, sick, and nearly dead. Yeah. You know, like, maybe read a book before you go to bed. You know, maybe, I, I, I've loved playing with you know I think I think you should fuck with your diet like and you should yeah. see how you perform and figure out what it is like how do you look perform and feel yeah based on what you're feeling yourself with what do you think um, about intermittent fasting well that's what I, yeah I played with that and I really yeah, liked it me too um, you know that concept like you don't eat four hours before you go to bed you sleep a good eight hours and yeah. you take four hours of not eating in the morning and then then eat Spend some time eating. You got eight hours. Yeah. Like, how much can you eat? I've I've had there's many different ways to do intermittent fasting. One of the things that it does is it it allows for your body to, you know, digesting takes so much energy for the body to digest food to digest whatever you do, especially if you're eating a shitty diet. Um, that when you go intermittent fasting, it allows for your body to eventually not have to worry about doing the um, digesting food, but then it does other things to help you out. 
and it puts your body in ketosis, which is a good thing. We want our body yeah. in ketosis, not all, not all the time. So you're basically ketosis means you're burning fat for fuel, and it just it's amazing how it clears your mind. I was gonna say I. Well, it's I ketones, have one, right? Your liver, your, your yep. liver creates the, the ketones, ketones, which are immediately assimilated into a body for energy. So the body doesn't have to break anything down. So it's one of the reasons why it's so it's a simple and easy way for the body to use use ketones for fuel, fat for fuel. So fat from avocados and things like that. But one of the things I want to say there's many different forms of intermittent fasting that that I, that that it was really cool. Is I had a client um, who needed to lose some weight, and she went on intermittent fasting where where uh, two times a week she would uh, fast so she for a 10 hour period during the during the day let's say it, let's say it's a Wednesday and let's say it's a Friday so she would wake up and she wouldn't eat all day and the next day she would eat whatever so two days a week she would do this intermittent fasting thing where it was no no food just drinking for those for those two days and the rest of the day she'd eat whatever she wants so she didn't change what she was eating in her diet really but she lost a ton of weight because she kept putting her body into that ketosis and allowing that allowing the the body to really do what it needed to do to kind of also heal itself as well because when the body's not digesting food it can now it can work on other things that we need like i don't know we have arthritis or we whatever it is there's a lot of different things i don't know all the science behind it but that's definitely something you guys can research and look at too intermittent fasting which i've done a lot i haven't been doing it so much recently because of probably because it's a crazy schedule but um um, yeah, I've played yeah, so. with it from time to time, and it was good. Yeah. Like, and I think I find like, you know, when you have like, for me, it was I don't know, I, you know, Rob Wolf. I was following Rob his Wolf, yeah. his stuff for a while, and uh, he's a big paleo guy. And I started implementing um, intermittent fasting, and it was basically how he said it: four hours before he went to bed, and four hours after I woke up. And then you know, he said, you know, within that paleolithic, you eat as much as you want. Right. You know, eat until you're full. Right. And like I would put literally salad bowls the size of, you know, just giant bowls of salad with everything I could think of in there. And like when you, you got that opportunity to eat as much as you want, it's almost hard to. Mm-hmm. You try to eat it. Like I have this giant bowl. Yep. I'm so hungry and I'm going to eat the whole thing. And, you know, I can't. And then it's uh, it's just retraining yourself, I think, in, in a lot of ways. Like we – you know, they were saying in that documentary that, like, I mean, there are scientists for these food companies that research things that trigger your hunger, right? So Cheez-Its will make you more hungry because there's... It increases dopamine there's, there's, levels there's, in the there's, brain. There's, yeah. there's ingredients that make you want more and they make the cravings continue. When you eat something full of fiber and natural, like, you know, fruits and vegetables, like... You get full. Yeah. And it's like you have that sensation. And, you know, when I eat pizza, when I get pizza for my kids because I eat pizza, um, I could almost eat a whole pot pizza. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I've had four pieces. Yeah. And I still could eat more. But then an hour later, I'm retarded on the couch. My belly's completely bloated. And I'm like, why did I do that? Dead to the world. I mean, yeah. It's- you know? Well, they sugar, for instance, sugar is a perfect example. It lights up the brain like a Christmas tree, you know. So every single hormone, or you have your dopamine and all that stuff, that everything is just it's it's expounding exponentially in the brain. Your brain lights up like a Christmas tree more so than if you were to snort a line of coke, you know. So you think putting that into perspective a little bit, you see why you're going to eat more of that. Here's one of the other things too about getting healthy and on a healthy diet, because people look at me and they're like. 
you know, even even my wife who's well, not nearly as strict as me. They're, the, they're I'm, I'm of course I'm sexy, but beyond that, right? <laughs> um, beyond, it, they look at me like I'm the, I'm so strict. Like how can I live my life as strict? And, I, and let me tell you something, man. I I eat good fats, healthy food, and I don't eat as much, and I don't have to think about it as much because I because I'm eating healthy, nutrient dense foods. I don't have to eat as much food. You know, and I don't have to think about it as much. And it's it's amazing. It's an amazing thing to be really at works. that level. It fucking it works. And I don't want to go back. And any anytime I eat like too much rice or a bunch of like corn chips or something like that, I feel like shit. Like I can't eat that stuff anymore. You know, it's crazy. And it's 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 like food is your it's the best medicine. You know, we're so drugged. Yeah, we're such a drugged country. And the fact that. I'd rather spend my money on good food that's going to go to farmers and help my local environment and help my local community and get off the drugs, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not spending that money on pills. I'm not that... Yeah. Have all kinds of symptoms, like, besides the fact of what they're actually doing, you know? Like, you know, I think for me, it really hits home because my mom and my parents are definitely, like, weren't strict my mom has always had a apt up relationship with food and um you know i almost i i look at it like i'm grateful because like i've seen what that that result is yeah. i see what happens when you just eat excess and all of a sudden now you're a type 2 diabetic yeah. and next thing you know you you you're prone to all kinds of infections and then antibiotics stop working for her and then like you know and then like you know you bring up the c word cancer and all these things and like i'm not saying your diet is going to absolutely wholeheartedly prevent you from it but it's going to help support your body to absolutely. fight against it you know our natural environment has so much wild stuff in it anyways and if your body is fully able and ready to Fend that stuff away, you know, you won't be susceptible to it. And yeah, I, definitely. And, and when you're eating healthy, your immune system is a lot better. And it's what the, we don't give the body enough credit. It's amazing. It's so freaking amazing what the body can do. You know, if it's if it's given the right fuel to 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 be at its optimal at its optimal place. You know, it's it's uh, I get it, it's so frustrating too because I've seen many of my clients, many, not just my clients, but people around me and stuff who've gone on healthy diets and exercise regularly and they're going off meds. I mean, they're going off their blood pressure medication they're going off their, um, their insulin, things like that. So thing, these, this changes, you know, it's fucking obvious. So it's, it just goes back to that emotional thing again. It goes yeah. back to oh. we're emotional beings. It goes back to just, you know, trying to always find some sort of soothing comfort from our crazy lives where we're completely miserable in our jobs and our relationships and, and everything else. And so food is that thing and, and it's a drug. It's, it's like a drug. alcohol, just like anything else, you know, it's, it's, it's insane, but it's the, obviously the, the evidence is stacked way, way, way high to say, if you eat really good, most likely you're not going to get sick or get your, 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 your risk of getting these diseases goes down exponentially. It goes down so hard. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing, you know, and you know, it's, it's, uh, Oh God, it, it's, it's frustrating too. I, I find myself and this is where like my mindfulness comes in, right? Like you see the answers for people. Yeah. You know, you hear the person complain about how many pills they're on or how they're feeling tired or how their pants aren't fitting them or they can't, you know, even get their penis aroused 
you know, and (laughs) it's like natural selection, right? Like, you know, life will get better if you treat it the way it should be. Like if if you're eating good and you're exercising and you're sleeping and you're generally like into your attitude and like how, how you show up places. This has a part too, like, you know, how we look and perceive things. I, I was watching a TED talk and it was crazy and it was, it was talking about how people, they were, how people look at negativity, right? And, um, you know, like in our lives things happen, right? And like say a good thing happens, like we get the spike of good, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, my business, you know, hit a benchmark today and like we're doing something really good. We go there for a second and then we fall down. But then when something bad happens, we go down and we linger in it. And yeah. we don't come back to normal quick. If there's a flat line for it, like we, we stay down so long and that, you know, glass is half empty, half full thing. Like, um, I think humans have this natural glass is half empty and you can change that. You can, it's a, it's a change of perspective, right? Like if I just look at any situation, like, you know, I got fired from my job. Oh, that sucks. My life's over. You know, no, I got fired from my job and now I can actually pursue my goals. Exactly. I can pursue the things in my life. And that's just a slight example of, but if you can start to do that in your life, in, in, in different areas, it changes everything. And I find it's, you know, uh, I read a book by Robert Greene called Mastery, and it, it's that 10,000 hour, 10,000 reps, 10,000 and anything usually is oh, when yep, yep, yep. things there start to change in ourselves. And I think the thought process too, like after you've done that thought process, it's like it's like a gratitude journal. Like we write down what we're grateful for every day and that shit slowly starts to stick in and then we all of a sudden become grateful people. Yeah, you um, can't be grateful and you cannot be grateful and in fear at the same time. It just doesn't work that way. You're yeah. grateful, your life is better. You can't be grateful and, and uh, be angry at the same time. You know, so that's, it's such a, I, I got in a habit of doing that every day, writing, writing, having, you know, I write in a journal and then write what I'm grateful for and it's just amazing that how I, I can really have the works. shittiest day before and I wake up in the morning and, and still become somewhat affected by it and I start doing that do a little meditation and it kind of resets things you know it's and I amazing think those little I'd love to talk things. about this like how we set up our day and creating our states right yeah. like the state we find ourselves in with the day because I mean we all have good days we all have bad days so when you have a good day what are the things you do Right, like, okay, today was an excellent day. Do we take that time to say, like, okay, what did I do today? Why was today so awesome? You know, okay, and how can I make that more consistent in my life, these awesome days? Because inevitably, like, the present time is the ultimate currency. Yeah. And, you know, I find in my life, if I set up my day doing my rituals in the morning, and for me, it's like I have an inversion table. I like to hang upside down for five minutes. I like to write in my journal. I mess around with my reef aquarium. Um, and then I, I, I listen to some kind of podcast or TED Talk or something like that. Like that's that's in an area that I'm interested in. Um, if I take that hour, wake up an hour early and do that, my day is usually pretty good. Well, you suggest to people that are like that... that what do you suggest to the person who's already waking up at five o'clock in the morning? And you're asking them to wake up at four a.m. I mean, what do you? What, what, go to bed uh, earlier. Go to bed earlier. Yeah, right. You know, what if that's just not possible? Or, because here, here's 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 my uh, thought on that. Like, I mean, you've got 
a, a lot of people people can't sleep worth shit because we were saying before looking at their damn iPad or their phone until they go to sleep and then that messes with serotonin levels and you know, all the blue light and stuff like that. So that's so that's obviously that's one of the reasons why we're not going to bed early. We're stressed out. We're eating like shit. We're drinking before we go to bed. Whatever it may be, you know. So how do we how do we you know start a morning routine like that? You got an hour. That's awesome. But I don't I don't even have an hour in the morning to do my routine. Oh yeah, the kids are like, the kids are screaming. Yeah. You gotta let the dog out. The cat's gotta be fed. It's you know like all insane. these things. But if we go into our life with that insanity, like I mean, the person that gets up at five in the morning, and they still you could spend five minutes meditating. You exactly. Could, you could, you, that's how long is it to write, to, to write down three things you're grateful for? Right. Even if it's a quicker routine. And then maybe adding that in at night. Like right. instead of watching that screen, I'm going to journal before I go to bed. Or I'm going to read a book. Um, again, these we are what our surroundings are. And if yeah, we absolutely. are doing these things, this will benefit our lives. And, you know, most people don't even have goals. right? Yeah. They don't even have like you ask them, what's your five-year goal? And they're like... Uh, I want to pay my bills, you know, <laughs> or like I can't wait till I'm 65 and I can retire. Oh, it sounds like it's that's a like <laughs> a. I right now I'm starting to sweat a little bit. <laughs> it's like it's it sounds like the though. most miserable life. You know, it's it's insane, you know. That, I mean, but you're so so true, you know. I don't know what point it was in my life where I just started like you know it was, it was first I think it was, I started to realize I was working a sales job and like. All I'm doing is working for Friday. Mm-hmm. Monday through Thursday sucked. But then Friday was good. Saturday was okay because I used to drink drink the hangover away. And then yeah. Sunday sucked because I had to go back to work on Monday. Yeah. And that kept on repeating in my life. And I felt like shit. And I looked like shit. And my life was shit. And, like, you've got to stop that cycle. And, you know, I think it, it inevitably... It's hard because when you're sick, you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. No one can, I get, Steve, Steven and I can sit here and tell you what you need to do and how you need to do it. But until you really want to do it, until it's in your soul, like, this is what I want to do. I want to live the best life I can live. I want to live inspired. I want to, yeah. I want to work out. I want to find, you know, a community around me that's going to support me and that's going to help me not only in my goals, but just in my life in like, you know, like. Oh, I'm feeling like crap. What do you do? You know, these, these are all humanity issues that everybody comes across, right? Right. Like we all get these insecurities and we all like worry about things. You know, I still do. Like, I still like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I know that I'm not going to work until I'm 65 for my 401k just because, and, and be stuck in a miserable job. Right. Like, so I can start living my life when I'm 65. That's not even guaranteed that I'll be there. You know, I could right. die in a car wreck or like, you know, it's cliche, but whatever, you know, I, I'm going to live my best life and, and I'm going to start by today. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and how do I know what are the habits and what are the things that I do in the morning that set up my state to make today good? Yeah. You know, um, and I think to go back to that, everyone too, is what the important thing is, is just you don't have that hour and maybe you are a five o'clock waker up or a four thirty. then you just take five minutes and maybe you just start with writing in a journal. That's all you have to do. And I tell you something, it sounds simple and it sounds like, well, yeah, whatever. That's not, gonna, it, it makes a huge impact, you know? And that's how I started. I remember a long time. I'm never, I'm, I'm not a morning person and I, and I, and I started, I've always done martial arts and stuff, but I don't have a, I, I don't have a, I'm not good at sitting still, you know, unless I've got like a glass of wine on my hand, maybe I'm a little bit better with it. But, um, 
So I always had to move around. So what worked for me is I did what's called like this horse stance meditation, which means you're just basically in a squat position with your arms up and you're holding it for, and I'd start with just five minutes. And to me that worked really well because it was work. It was hard for me to physically do. And it um, felt really good when I was done. I felt like I accomplished something. So finding things like that, that work for you, maybe it is the writing, writing in the journal. Maybe it is, you know, just sitting in quiet meditation for a moment. Maybe it's just getting out of bed and stretching for five minutes, you know, whatever it is, starting there, it's amazing what, how it changed your perspective. And, 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 and going back to like what we were saying before, you don't have to do it all, right? right. You don't, it doesn't have to be this drastic thing in your life. Start with just one step, writing three things you're grateful for down once a day. Yep. Get a whiteboard for your kitchen. Yep. Write them down. That's let your it. family see it. It's let, it. Let your family know you're grateful for them. And that's, that's, yeah, I think that that's such an important, so it's, I think, I feel like the, the through line of, of today a lot has been just baby steps, right? Just, you know, in your exercise, in your mindfulness and in your diet, it's really all about baby steps. Just, you know, taking it one step at a time and just figuring out what works. And some people, it's exercises just not even on the, on the radar right now, but maybe, maybe the journaling what we just talked about would be. Or maybe putting healthy foods into your diet would be, you know, all those things are going to make a huge difference to no matter what, you know. So you don't have to be like shut things down and be like, you know, I don't, I'm not, I just can't exercise. It's, just, it's not even in my brain. All right, fine. What can you do to that that will be a positive add on to your life? It's is it the yeah. journaling? Is it the food? Is it adding some healthy things into the diet? You know, I think that's just looking at it from that perspective. You know. That there's there's so many there's those three main things I think we got we need to move we're meant to move number one and and I think the, the most important thing is always what's in our heads so the mindfulness is the number two and then nutrition would probably be the second most important thing before fitness and and that's number three you know so those are the three things to really kind of that that we want to look at as far as like how can we start to change them and it all really starts in the mind mindset's yeah, the biggest thing totally. You know? I find one strategy that works really well. Um, yeah, like you, when I run into people and they're really, you know, in crisis points and they're just like, I got so much going on. I got that. I got to get this on in the week. I got the deadlines going and like, you know, people are super busy. Right. Everybody's busy. We got simple lives. I mean, busy lives. Sorry. And I always find like calming it down. Just like, okay, what can I do today? Yeah. What, what is going to, what are, what are, two things I want to get done today that are going to benefit tomorrow. Sure. And then what are two things, then tomorrow you worry about tomorrow. And then, then maybe look at the week. What are two things I need to accomplish this week? Um, instead of looking like I got five bazillion things, like, so what's the first step of that process to take care of it? You start banging things out. So what are two things that you can help that you need to do today? Right. Before you worry about like, oh, I got a deadline two weeks from now. Right. You know, we got to get microphones for the podcast, or we got to do this, or we got to do that. But next thing you know, your head's not even in training people, right. you know, or, or doing what you got to do as a trainer, or as a coach, or as an instructor. Um, so, calming that that like you know, I think I think we get riled up because we love fitness, we love self development, we love you know nutrition. Um, and I think people listening to this could get overwhelmed and just writing down and like, okay, what are some steps I want to do today? Okay. I'm just going to work on X, Y, Z, simple things like yep. you were just saying. And that's what I'm doing today and tomorrow. And then you do that in tasks too, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know you've got a million and 10 things going on, but you manage, right? Right. Like, and it's just, I think it's just organization of what we want. Yeah. And, and I, I find myself, my struggle, right? Um, 
I don't know if you're like this, but with me, when I'm doing something in a team, like, and I'm part of a group, I won't let that person down. I'm too worried. So like things I have to do, I could be working on my own business and like creating my own empire and doing this thing and have all these things I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'll put that aside and I'll disappoint myself 10 times out of 10 so I don't let someone else down. I don't know why. I, 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 I find myself in it and it's definitely an awareness I have that I do that. Right. I don't know. I think team sports, yeah. like, you know, um, you're, or we're just scared to say, I'm scared to say no. I don't know. It's 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 an interesting thing though, and I think a lot of humans are like that. Yeah, they do. They, they yeah. will go out of their way, at their own detriment, to help others. When, you know, ideally a plane's going down, what do they say? Put the mask on yourself first. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about earlier too. I mean, taking care of yourself first is really the most important thing because then that way you can definitely take care like for instance it's super simple example for me with my kids right i've got two kids i got a four and a half and two and a half year old kid kids um you know it's crazy bedtime is obviously the craziest thing those of you have kids you know that's usually (laughs) the waking up and i feel like bedtime is worse than waking up in the morning but um so getting them fed getting them in bed is tough and it's hard for your you as a parent to eat but one of the things I always do, whether my kids are screaming out, is I sit down, I make sure, whether maybe it's just a shake or something, but I get nutrition in my body. I eat along with my kids or sometimes before my kids if I have to and then get them fed or cook their dinner while I'm eating mine really quickly because if I don't, then that's where I'm going to start getting snappish and lose my temper and be tired and not be able to be focused with my kids. But if, I, if, I'm, if I'm full, if I have nutrition, good nutrition in my body, I know that I'm going to be a better parent be able to be calmer with them at night and not lose my temper. So that's like a, a, a perfect, simple example of, of just being able to recognize, okay, if I do this for myself, I'm going to be a better parent or maybe be a better friend. I'm going to be a better husband or wife, whatever it may be. You know, I think that's a great thing to keep in mind. That's, that's awesome. So what, um, just maybe shift a little bit here, but it's still on that kind of nutrition side. What supplements do you take? What are do you oh taste? man like you know I've gone the I've gone the gamut right now I'm 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 pretty pretty simple with things um, I take I think fish oil is super super important so I take a high concentration of fish oil um, I do turmeric every single day like nice. three of them because I, I work out a lot and done a lot of martial arts so my body can feel somewhat beat up at times and sometimes I'm not sleeping as much as I need so that really helps with that um, I take five HTP at night which is a great uh, amino acid to help calm the mind. It increases serotonin levels and stuff like that, so that helps. And I take a, a vitamin, especially living in Rochester, right? Take a vitamin D3, um, yep. good good uh, hormone supporter there. And uh, what, else do I, what else am I taking right now? I, I do, um, I do, I do uh, hemp protein, protein shakes every single day for the most part. I love the hemp over the way because it's much more absorbable in the body and it's less toxic you know your partner partner appreciates it i bet yeah exactly exactly (laughs) the way can be quite quite rough on the system uh reishi mushrooms another one a lot of reishi mushroom pills um but i'm off with that because it can be a little bit more expensive but i love the reishi mushroom Um, mushrooms are great and uh so i'll take those and those are really they're just they're just super calm they get they're an adaptogenic so you just give your body what you need at the time if you need energy they're going to help you with that if they if you need calming down which is what i normally need they'll they'll help me out with that quite a bit so that's so that's uh 
what else do I got going on there? I think that is what like I'm nootropics? doing right now. Do you take I, t- I use the C-Clip. Is that what, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. I've taken nootropics as well. Um, and that's been, that has been super beneficial. So I've been on and off with that. But explain what a nootropic is. You no, know, nootropic is, you know, brain enhancing, basically. It helps with memory and, and, and um, it helps with focus, especially. It's like a brain vitamin. Yeah, it's like a brain. Do you take, what do you take? Well, I've took Alpha Brain. Okay, um, yep. Which I, it's on I like product. it. I think, I think the biggest thing I found with it, um, it works. Yeah. One, it works great. Um, problem is it's kind of expensive and I run out. Yeah, and then when it's gone, that's, that's what happens. With me I feel too. like I feel like my body gets somewhat used to that supplement fueling all that like neuron connectivity, yeah. and then I'm I feel almost like a lull from it after I stop taking it. Yeah. So, um, and that's where I think we're going back to like if you're getting enough minerals within the foods you eat, there's a lot of choline. Acetylcholine is in uh, I think in our brain. Our choke. Is artichoke yeah. extract too in there? I, know. I, I don't know there's exactly. A, that's like a it's, main, it's a really good supplement. It's yeah. so, totally clean. But um, and I think there's a lot of counter since they kind of came out with that. I've seen lots of ads for other type of nootropics. Um, yeah, there is neuro one is another one. Um, it's huge in the market right. But now. I think just thinking about our brain health is something we overlook too. Like if we want to think clearly, like like an egg in the morning um, has choline in it. It helps you and think. No egg whites, people. The yolk is the most healthiest part of the egg. Eat the damn yolk, please. <laughs> For God's sakes, uh, eat the damn yolk. Uh, okay. So remember that. It's very important. Um, yeah. What else do you take? You know someone? what's funny? Like, just this brings me. It's, yeah. it's, it's where did the bodybuilder culture just, like, fall on everything? People go in and, and like, like... The bodybuilder culture, like the backs and buys, eat yeah. your egg whites. Like we need protein shakes. We yeah. need all these things like that bodybuilders do. But they're like, I, and I have nothing with bodybuilders, but because they're they're into it, right? They're yeah. like so into it that they know how to measure their food correctly, and they know how to measure like their bicep versus their tricep and the 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 difference they should be. But like us generalists in the world, like. It, it's almost a set they set you up for failure yeah if you try to follow these methods you know uh, like egg whites like what does that do like you, you like you're the, all the healthy omegas are in the yolk and the healthy fats are in the yeah. yolk too you know so absolutely and uh, there's a lot of science sorry out there. I got, I got, that's all right that's all right yeah. ADD. A, lot, a lot of science out there too just on a quick note with this and it's a good thing to research that you know um you know, it's high set set we want saturated fats. Our brain is made up of was eighty eighty was eighty percent fat. Uh, our, yeah. uh, it uses eighty percent fat of, of uh, or sixty percent fat for energy, and and um, the lungs are encased with saturated fat. Myelin, there's a, something called a myelin sheath, which covers the our neurons. That's mostly saturated fats. So let's the, you know. So if we're not eating saturated fats, we're cutting it way down. We're cutting our what the body needs nutrition-wise way down. We're cutting our energy levels as well way down too. So this is something to kind of research on your own, think and think uh, yeah, about Yeah, we're definitely too, not you know? doctors. No, we're not doctors. <laughs> we're, not, we're not saying you should or shouldn't do. We're saying, you know, think about these things because there's, there's a lot of legitimate, legitimacy to this stuff. And, and I know firsthand a lot of this stuff that's worked for me and worked with the clients, people that I've worked with over the years too. So um, absolutely, you know. It's funny. Uh, when we were driving earlier, we were uh, mentioning the four food groups, or no, the food pyramid. Oh yeah. And I, I just this just remind me of like a 
a thing I saw in some documentary and the guy was talking about this old farm book and how do you fatten up a cow for slaughter? And the recipe in this old almanac for farmers to do it was basically the, the, the food pyramid. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, the United States says, you should eat this way. Right. And, I mean, guys, just what has happened in the last 20 years in our country? And look at the epidemics of diabetes and cancers and autoimmune diseases. Like, it's, it's, uh, I'm not saying one thing or another. Like, I'm not here to say, like, I know, but. Something's not working. That's for damn sure. You know. (laughs) Jeez, you know, something's not working. And it goes back to your own individual self. Like, you know, what are you eating and how do you look, feel, and perform? Mm-hmm. You know, in everything. How are you showing up? Yep. How do you show up Absolutely. at work? Um, Absolutely. I so I, I um, think we're going to be wrapping up for today. Got to go pick up the kids soon and stuff. But, uh, you know, some last thoughts. I mean, Rodney, what, what are some last thoughts that you would would leave for somebody that, you know, what is what do you think is the... Number one thing, if let's just say somebody, we have we're, somebody who's listening right now is is unhealthy, doesn't eat right, mindset's not great, and you know uh, doesn't exercise at all. What would you? What is your very first recommendation for them to get on to start on a good healthy path? Well, first I would reassure them, like you're not alone. Like mm-hmm. there's lots of people that find themselves in the same place you are, and you know, um, I, I would I would definitely eliminate the shit in your life that doesn't serve you. Um, And that is in every capacity we talked about today. What, if it's the food, if it's exercise, or the lack thereof, um, you have to eliminate the bad first. Um, I would say, like, you know, start walking. Start doing something physical. The body will respond to that. Eliminate some bad things. Don't do too much. Um, and also get up and write, write down what you're grateful for. Um, you know, I think it becomes a mental thing. Again, you know, we, like you said earlier, we have to, uh, you know, get work out so we can start working out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the biggest thing is just do it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, whatever you know, you know in your heart. I think everybody knows in their heart what they need to be doing. And... Um, Slowing down, listening to your heart. Where should I go? What should I do? Um, there's so many options, mm-hmm. and it can be overwhelming. Um, I, I, when I go to a gym or a new place, you know, you, you might have to try a couple out. You might, you know, but it's okay. I think uh, finding the right fit where you're going to find the most success in your heart is the most important thing. When you go and your trainer that you talk to is is sincere about helping you and, and, and gives you reassurance and, and is committed. Um, these are things, you know, if your trainer's just sitting in the corner telling you to go do a bunch of squats while they're looking at their Facebook page, like, you know, I wouldn't take them too seriously. Yeah. Um, I, I, would, I would look at the track record. I would talk to friends um, and, you know, start researching it's it's a lifestyle yeah um but there comes that point when i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah and when i'm at that level of sick and tired of being sick and tired like it's my actions like i have to change something 
um, start taking things out that don't work. Um, all right, let so me do it for you. For me, I, I, you know, I, I think it just comes down to looking at you have the three things that we talked about: mindset, exercise, and nutrition. Right. So let's see, looking at that whole thing and just saying, you know, first thing is, is what what do you feel you can do? Are, are you somebody that's like to play sports? Let's say you're somebody who liked basketball, but you haven't played for since you were in high school or something like that. Maybe that's something you 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 start to get back into once a week or something and start playing that but the, or maybe it's nutrition maybe you know that okay i i you've been thinking about taking soda out of your diet for forever and you're you're ready to do it now maybe that's what it is or maybe just adding something healthy in maybe it's the gratitude thing in the morning so i think it's just taking looking at everything as a whole being exercise your mindset your your mental your your mental stability where you're at your emotional and um your nutrition and just figuring out where you feel like you can make your very 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 first step where is the where where can you be comfortably uncomfortable for your first step i think that's the best way to look at just be honest with yourself and just say okay i'm gonna do this one thing at this time on this day or every day or whatever it is and you start doing that and you're going to notice a huge, huge, huge change in, in everything in your life. I can guarantee it. Definitely. Yeah. Just one more thing. Like, I think an, another problem is is people fall off the wagon, right? Like, we have to recommit ourselves. We talk about that. Yeah. Um, if you have a bad day, if you just, you know, oh, I broke down and I had fast food today. Like... That's okay. Absolutely like, okay. It doesn't mean you should do it every day. It's like the smoker, you know, he quit smoking for two weeks and then he goes out and he smokes a cigarette. Like, it's not the end of the world. But once you buy that next pack, then maybe, you know, it's like, oh, I'm done. Like, you just got to keep on working at it. It's a practice. This whole thing we're doing, this whole game of life, it's, we're just practicing. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's great. And that's just, yeah, you have the McDonald's, Tomorrow's a new day. The next day is a new day, you know? And I think that's just, it is what it is. And things happen. Compassion for yourself. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah. 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 I love that. I think that's, that's great. So, um, well guys, thank you so much for listening. It's our very first podcast with uh, Rodney and Steve here. Yeah. Um, definitely, uh, we're going to be up, it'll be up on iTunes and definitely share, like, uh, comments, any questions, concerns, please comment. We appreciate all that stuff. Yeah, feedback. Uh, Give us feedback. some feedback. Feedback's important. Uh, we're going to be interviewing people from here on out, in the, in the, starting out in just the Rochester area where we're, where we're from, business owners and things like that. So stay tuned for that. Um, and I think, we're, I think we're good, Rodney. What do you where, think? Can, where can they find you? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good, 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 good point, Rodney. So you can find me at uh, Steve at M-E-T-A dash fitx.com um, you can email me there with any question if you're interested in any training or anything like that you can email me there and, and, and reach me there as well how about you Rodney uh, just follow me on Instagram wanderingsoul108 follow me you can always direct message me there I talk to everybody so awesome thanks, thanks. awesome thanks thanks you guys very much and we'll, we'll see you in the next podcast